Bart Sheehan and Elizabeth Burton from the University of Warwick have been looking at how the built environment affects people's well-being. In their latest paper together, they looked at care homes and how the environment affected a resident's well-being. So your researchers looked at the environment of care homes and how that affects a resident's well-being. So Bart, first of all, if I could ask you, what elements of the environment were you looking at in particular and what were you expecting to find? Well, we were interested in four elements of care home design. First of all, the overall building in terms of how the building looks and you know, the physical building from the outside, its location in relation to urban versus rural environments and how it relates to the road or the entrance. In other words, how the entrance is, whether it's set back or directly onto the road. The next element was the communal areas of the care home. So the corridors, circulation areas, and the, the rooms such as living rooms or dining areas, how they were physically designed, how open or closed they were, how bright or dark they were, and what the arrangements of doors along corridors were. The next element were the individual personal rooms, in particular bathrooms and bedrooms, their layout, their characteristics, their size, whether they are more assisted or more traditional in style. And the fourth element that we were examining was the, the outside or garden type environment, which was available to residents, both in terms of the views out to it, the contents of the outside environment and its accessibility. That was from previous work and clinical experience, which suggests that these are the areas perhaps most likely to be significant for people's well-being or mood. And when you set out with the study, did you have preconceived ideas of what you expected to find? Not necessarily. It's an area which has been relatively little researched. The direct feelings of residents of care homes about their built environment um, we did have some hypotheses. For instance, we expected that busier urban environments with more children, people, uh, streetscapes might be preferred because of their greater human interest. We hypothesised that uh, larger individual spaces would be preferred, that people would be happier with greater space in their bedrooms. We hypothesised that a more homely style of physical environment would be preferred. We also hypothesised that some traditionally poor aspects of design would, would not be preferred. For example, large open plan rooms with uh, large circles of seating. Beyond that, the research was essentially exploratory. And Elizabeth, how many homes did you look at and how did you select them? We selected 20 homes. They were all in either Oxfordshire or Warwickshire simply because we knew we wouldn't have time in a one-year project to go any further afield. And we had a partner, a non-academic partner in the project, the Order of St John Care Trust, who are providers of care homes. They allowed us access to eight of those 20 care homes. And the remaining 12 we selected through Bart's clinical work. What we wanted to do was have a good cross-section of different types of care home, so different types of design, different, you know, old, new urban locations, rural locations, and also different types of care homes in terms of who they were, who the residents were. So we had five that were um, specifically for people with dementia. And what kind of research had already been carried out in this area and how did your study differ from that? Well, there's very little research generally on the built environment of care homes. There's much more interest in the quality of care, for example. So this was quite new. There's some... Some small studies have been carried out on the built environment, but they tend to be very general 
and they focus on the difference that the built environment makes rather than investigating the role of individual design features. So what we wanted to do was something which would actually be able to give us some evidence that could form the basis of design guidance so that we would know how to design future care homes to promote well-being amongst residents. And what kind of people go into care homes? I mean, is it quite different from nursing homes? Well, the term care homes covers both residential and nursing homes. So there's a residential care home or a nursing care home. People who go into nursing homes are typically the more impaired or frail elderly people, perhaps people who are no longer able to walk due to a fractured hip, very, very elderly who are frail, people with serious or terminal illness. People who go into residential homes um, are those people who are perhaps elderly frail but not acutely ill, so they don't require 24-hour nursing. The only difference, in fact, between a residential and a nursing home is that a nursing home always has a nurse on duty. A residential home doesn't have to. The other specialist aspect of care homes is whether or not they provide dementia care. And a quarter of the homes were specifically for people with with dementia. That's a, a particular difference that you may find between two types of home. So, Bart, could you just talk me through some of the main findings from your study? Well, yes. I mean... First of all, we found that uh, people were very keen to talk about their care home and were able to discuss how the the built environment that they live in or built environments that they were shown might affect their mood or well-being. The 81 people were very enthusiastic to chat about it. We found that people tend to struggle with discussing built environments. They're perhaps not used to it, and this applies to, to other people as well, as Elizabeth has found in her previous work, not just older people or people with dementia. They found it much easier when shown photographs to comment on the built environment and in particular because it gave them the opportunity not to talk about their own home and therefore not be critical. In terms of specific findings from the study, we found that people had a a very strong preference for uh, green, soft planting in outdoor areas, views over country areas, views over green gardens and gardens that were soft planted were regarded as were strongly preferred and chosen as reasons for improving their personal sense of well-being. We found that people strongly preferred an open internal environment to the care home. So in other words, that there were not strict barriers between different rooms, that it was open, that you were able to see a large amount of space. And this seemed to be particularly because people would then find it easy to negotiate and not a, a practical obstacle or barrier. People found their individual bedrooms to be the most important area for them, not surprisingly, as they spent the majority of their time in that space. People did prefer a relatively traditional or homely environment in their bedroom, but had a strong preference for a more practical or assisted bathroom. And this was a strong finding of the study, that people were willing to sacrifice homeliness or large amount of space when they had a need for practical support, in particular in bathing, which concentrated people's minds, bathing, washing, toileting, where practicality was more important than comfort or familiarity. Did any of the results surprise you? Well, this very strong preference for green views, country views, preference for uh, soft planting over more hard planting was uh, much greater than we would have expected or anticipated from the start. Um, The very strong preference for practicality in bathroom areas as opposed to traditional 
comforts or familiarity was somewhat surprising. Some of the other findings did not surprise us, in particular a strong aversion to large open-plan rooms with rings of seats around them, which is still unfortunately chosen in many care homes. Um, we were perhaps gratified that uh, our, our hypothesis that that would be rejected was, was uh, borne out. I think we were surprised by the preference for a more open-plan layout because that um, is very different to a traditional homely kind of environment that you would have expected people to prefer something that was more like a hotel or a traditional mm. space but actually they really liked the open plan layout which seemed to be for two reasons one being a practical one because there was more space and fewer narrow corridors and the other being that they could see what was going on so socially it was good they could it was less intimidating to go into a room when you could actually see who was there and what was happening so I think I found that quite surprising the preference for an open plan layout and also um, another aspect that did surprise us was that it was very important for people what they could see from the windows of their bedrooms or communal rooms in the care home. That was much more important than its actual location with regard to the, the surrounding environment. So what people could see was much more important than what they actually had direct access to. I think that reflects a, an admission by a lot of older people that their horizons are drawn in and with limited horizons, what you can see directly may be more important than what you can gain access to. So what conclusions did you both draw from the study? Well, first of all, I, I suppose Elizabeth may talk more about this, but this kind of research is, is very practical in this setting. It does provide new insights into what is important for the older people who are residents. We were able to make some tentative recommendations about simple changes in care home design that might maximise the well-being of residents in particular that open-plan communal areas would be strongly recommended, that easy access around the home and into outdoor space, if at all practical, would be important for people, that people strongly prefer green views, and this is a challenge in the context of a, a tendency for planning to look for brownfield development and a need to concentrate care homes in urban locations, that people have a very strong preference for a green outlook uh, and how that's going to be reconciled with the need to conserve green land is green belt land is is a challenge. Some of the conclusions were perhaps more straightforward that wide light corridors um, that increasing brightness, increasing the space available to people in open plan areas would be recommended, and that may be more of a challenge with an existing building which may be difficult to change and finally, Elizabeth, what are the next steps with this research? Is it an area that needs more examination? Yes. The whole of this area, the impact of the built environment on well-being is an emerging field and we have very little knowledge at the moment. So what we want to do, well, first of all, in terms of care home design, we're still interested in that. And the whole purpose of this project was to provide the basis for a larger scale, more quantitative project or even a, a trial where actually we could select the most potentially most um, important design features and actually have design interventions within care homes which we investigate and see whether it has an impact on the residents of those care homes. So we would eventually like to do a study like that. And then more broadly, we're or what I'm trying to do in my research unit is build an evidence base for design of any built environment. So we, I'm, I'm trying to 
um, wind funding for further projects, not just on care homes, but on housing more generally for older people, and not just for old people, uh, built environments of, of schools, of neighbourhoods, to see what um, effect those places have on people, whether it's their well-being, their mental health, their quality of life. So we're gradually trying to win more research funding to build up the evidence base in the area. And uh, we perhaps mentioned someone called Rachel Potter, who's a PhD student based at Warwick Medical School and at the Department of Engineering, who's currently doing her PhD specifically in how design features in care homes affect mood among residents. So she's examining the built environment in 77 care homes in the London and Warwickshire areas and following residents prospectively for a year. Over a 1,000 residents are involved in the study to find what the effect on their mood is of the built environment. And it's been gratifying to be able to introduce that kind of research into much larger studies.